Hello and welcome. I'm Whitney. And I'm Courtney. And we are the Witch Source. And we uh, get a lot of questions about what to do when you get a new Oracle or Tarot deck. So we want to talk to you about uh, what we do and uh, what our thoughts are on it and give you some pointers and advice and some guidelines. And then we'll also talk about um, the difference between Oracle cards and tarot cards, because I feel like some people uh, definitely, I get that question a lot as well. Right. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, you want to start? You want me to start? Oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, so if you were to do a Google search on, you know, hey, I just got this new deck. What do I got to do? You're going to hear opinions from everyone. You're going to hear people saying, oh, my gosh, you bought your own deck. You can't buy your own deck. You're supposed to be oh, gifted a deck. I've heard that too. Right. <laughs> and to be honest, I mean, yeah, it's cool when you're gifted a deck of cards, but, you know, if, if it's something that you've purchased and you like, like these cards resonate with you, mm -hmm. uh, you pick them out because you're like, oh, I can't wait to use it. Well, you know what? Then that's your deck. Right. Don't, don't wait. Don't wait. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, you've got to spend time getting to know your deck. You know, don't, don't just open it up and use it. You know, you've got to put them under the new moon or full moon. You've got to sleep with them under your pillow. Um, oh God, too. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, everyone's going to tell you something different, but what's the first thing when we go out shopping and if I get a new deck of cards, what's the first thing I'm doing when we get back to the house? The first thing you're doing, uh, you're taking them out and you're shuffling them. <laughs> yep. I take them out. I shuffle them and I'm like, okay, who wants the reading? Because <laughs> I mean, how else are you going to, I mean, that that's your, that's your breaking in. You know, I, I'm getting to know this deck. Hey, you spoke to me. What do you have to say? Bring it. Come on. True. Let's play. True. So what do you do? All right. I, I like where you're going with this. So, um, yes, I would totally agree with if you go on the Internet. Yes, you'll find all kinds of thoughts and opinions. Um, I agree with you. I don't believe you have to be gifted a deck. Um and I have heard that, and I think that is going around in uh, in different uh, magical, metaphysical, witchy circles that you have to be gifted a deck. And I'm not really sure where that started, but I don't believe that's true. At, right. At all. Um, I have been gifted decks, um, and you have too by our mother. She's mm -hmm. given us several. Yeah. And, but I know I have, like you said, been out and had a deck call to me and it was like you know what I I absolutely fell in love with it you know whether that be looking on the internet or shopping in a bookstore and I'm like yeah that's the one I want and I got it and I liked it it talked to me it worked so I think that's um I do not agree with that you need it to be gifted to you I'm going to call uh some BS on that one um so I agree with you there and then as far as um you know, I also have seen going around in these magical circles about you have to put it under your pillow and you have to put it under these different moon phases and cycles and all that. And yeah, no, I totally agree. Like when I get a new deck, I'm ready to rock and roll. Right. I want to get down to business 
And like you said, which was perfect, you know, you spoke to me. So what do you got to say? <laughs> right. I mean, without the last deck of cards I bought, yeah, they spoke to me, but apparently they spoke a heck of a lot harder to you because you got them. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Actually, they're right here. Um, that is so funny. Yes, we were shopping in a store together um, when we went on our little magical vacation and we hit up all the uh, metaphysical stores between here and our destination. And if you guys have never done that, like if you have a witchy friend or if you're fortunate enough to have a witchy sister, like I do, <laughs> and you get to travel, the next time you're going somewhere, plot out and plan every single metaphysical store between here and there and go hit those puppies up because we had a blast. We had so much fun. And I was even the nice sister who let you drive that trip. Yes, you did. Because the next time you didn't. I did not. <laughs> but yes, that was totally fun. Uh, we enjoy, um, you know, honestly, we just love all things magical, metaphysical. So not only do we enjoy hitting up the shops, but we also are all about supporting each other in this magical community too. So, you know, if we find stuff, we're going to, we're going to buy it up because, you know, we want to support, support each other out there. But yes, we were in a store um, in Wilmington. And so this, it was funny because I was looking at this deck and the deck you guys is season of the witch Samhain Oracle. Okay. So that's the, the one that we were, we were both looking at. And we were both looking at it, sitting on the shelf at the same time. And I was like, was it me? And I was like, hey, look at that deck. And you were like, yeah, it's been talking to me. And you picked it up. Yep. And you looked at it and you were like, yeah, I'm getting this. <laughs> yep. And here it is at my house. <laughs> yep. You started using them that night. And then you're like, hey, I'm taking these home with me. I'm like, oh okay and they've been there ever since and you're like oh I guess I totally need to buy you another deck because you know yeah I just stole these <laughs> they're mine yeah. now I still do need to buy you a replacement deck of them actually I will do that I promise I just keep forgetting <laughs> I think you wanted to abscond with my other deck too yeah so the other weekend when you were here uh your Halloween deck yeah yeah, that one is a good one, but they were talking to me. And so we're sitting at the kitchen table. We're working on, uh, you know, brainstorming and new magical products and all that fun stuff. And her cards are seriously like sitting in the box on the table and they're talking to me, you guys. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? I need you to pull that deck and I need you to shuffle and cut and pull me three cards. And you were just like, what? You know what? I'm sitting here realizing. So, you know how, so I, I make soaps and I do sell them in the shop. So, but um, one of the things when you're making soaps is you spray the tops with um, rubbing alcohol. And I am just now putting together, I was wondering why the rubbing alcohol was in my daughter's room. I think she, you told her to spray her deck with the clear oh, and protect no. spray. I think she sprayed them with the rubbing out, which I mean, alcohol, I mean, that's got cleansing properties, just not the same. No, it's not the same. You might want to have a conversation with her. <laughs> I, I think I do. I, like you were saying that I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, girl. <laughs> grab the wrong spray yeah that's okay 
Uh, You'll straighten her out. I I will. But um, yeah, so she was wanting to pick a deck. And so we were sitting in your kitchen floor and I had the decks all around her. And I mean, there, there were all of these different types of decks. There were regular playing cards. Oh, um, she wanted to pick a deck that you already had to start practicing with? Well, I wanted to see what she was drawn to. Oh, okay. Okay. Remember yeah. when we and were you in have all kinds of decks? Yeah, I, I do. I've got Spanish cards. I've got Oracle cards. I've got the, um, the tarot what cards. Are these? Yeah, I've got the tarot. Uh, what's the... <laughs> What's the, what's the deck that uh, mom oh, does? Lem, Lem, uh, Lenormand. Yeah, the Lenormand. I've got those. So I just laid all these decks out, you know, just, hey, you know, what's going to call to her? And uh, she wound up going, it was, it was a tarot deck, hmm. um, but it was the Da Vinci deck. Oh. And so I'm like, okay, which you kind of told her that they belong to her now, which I was, you know, a little like, wait, what? Was it yeah. <laughs> oh. So she ran off with them, and I mean, th- those things yeah. have been. No, those things. Uh, they've actually been through a fire. Um, they they survived the house fire. Um, so around. Yeah, they they've been around. They've been through a lot, and um, now she she's got those now, and that's what she was wanting. What? So she oh, she, she wanted to clear the other day. off of them so they could be hers. <laughs> Oh, is that what she was talking to you about? Because I know you told her to go cleanse them. Well, she was she was like, you know, I just got this deck, so and I want to start using it. What do I do? And, you know, after hearing that question like multiple times, I was like, you know what? We just need to go ahead and do a episode on it. Um okay, so yes. Okay, so back to no, you don't have to be gifted a deck. No, yep. you don't have to wait to use them through any kind of moon cycle. Now, granted, if you want to put them out under the moon and let them charge, that is awesome. I totally right. recommend it, but you don't have to wait for it. So let me be clear on that. Um, and if you feel drawn to put them under your pillow, like if that's something that feels right for you, totally do it. I'm not, we're not knocking that at all. We're just nope. saying you don't have to do that before you use them. Um and I have been known to put my cards under my pillow. I've been known to carry my cards with me to surgery, um, to the hospital, to treatments, to appointments. Uh, my cards go with me on vacation. Uh, they go everywhere with me. My my fairy deck that I use when I do the live readings on uh, YouTube on Monday. On Monday. I was just going to say, so what deck do you use? You read my mind. <laughs> Yes. So the deck that I use, and I get that question a lot as well, is um, the Fairies Oracle by Brian Froud. He did the artwork and he is amazing. Uh, You guys are probably familiar with him. Him and his wife, Wendy Froud, uh, worked with Jim Henson to do the Muppets and do the uh, Dark Crystal. You guys are familiar with the Dark Crystal. And um, his son, Toby, uh, Brian Froud and Wendy Froud, their son, Toby, was the baby in the labyrinth. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Toby Froud. He was the baby in the labyrinth. Um, but he does the artwork for the cards that I use. And then the writer is Jessica Macbeth. Um, and she's wonderful. But yes, that is the deck that I have had and used for, gosh, what, like 13, 15 years. And it has literally gone through with me. Uh, they go with me everywhere. They've traveled all over the country with me. <laughs> 
So no, it's not weird to want to put them under your pillow. I've done that a bazillion times. Um, so you can totally do all those things, but when you get home with your deck, I do like to cleanse them in some sort of way or fashion. So we're going to give you some ideas on how to do that because, you know, the cards hold energy. The cards have that connection as you believe they do. Um, and you, you have to always keep in mind that they are, you know, pictures on paper. They were printed and manufactured, um, you know, and they passed through many hands in the process of, you know, getting created and into a store and shipping and um, all that good stuff. And they were probably, even if not the cards themselves handled, the box was probably handled by many different people in the store. And so right. there's a lot of things that have passed through um, that it's good to just kind of clear off and give them a good resetting. So some options are you can run them, um, run your cards through sage smoke, white sage smoke. Right. Um, you can do the Palo. Palo Santo is an option. Uh, if all you have is some incense, that is fine too. Uh, you can always, of course, use our Clear and Protect Spray, which we sell on the website. Uh, and we just added two new versions of our Clear and Protect Spray, um, Clear and Protect Love and Clear and Protect Sleep, if you guys want to check it out. But it does have that clearing and cleansing property. And I use the spray uh, all the time. Yes. Uh, actually, I had a um, last week I had an MRI done and I got out of there and I was like, oh, I hate those machines. You know, they're those tubes. It's really claustrophobic. You never know how many hundreds or thousands of people have been through that thing. And as soon as I got out to the car, I was spritzing myself down like, ugh. So makes I you wonder. It makes you wonder if you couldn't bring the spray with you and be like, uh, one moment, please. <laughs> I think Before they would frown upon that. I did spray before I went in um, just to help protect. And then I sprayed when I got out too, because I, you know, I'm really, you got to be careful with your energy, you guys, especially if you're, um, you're an empath and your clear empathy is turned way up and it's on strong because you don't want to be picking up mojo out there. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, so you can do the spray and uh, another option, if you don't have any of that, you can actually use a piece of carnelian and rub over your cards. Carnelian is um, a crystal that is cleansing and clearing. And it's also a good crystal to keep in your card bag or keep near your cards to keep them cleared. And carnelian actually never needs clean, cleansing or clearing or charging itself. Now, I do recommend giving it a little bit of charging time in the sun because it makes it happy. Uh, but it is known to um, be a clearing crystal. And it doesn't need to be cleansed. It's self-cleansing. So that's an option as well. And if you don't have that, at the very least, hold your cards and envision a strong uh, white light. And if you're me, I'm going to recommend that you ground, center, and connect. Um, and if you're not sure what that means, there is a podcast episode on it. But it gets you... Uh, connected with source, gets you grounded, gets you clear, and you can pull in source, divine light energy, whatever you believe in. There's no judgment here. Um, and push that energy into the card. So you're just going to hold them and put both hands on them and set that intention of clearing the cards of any prior energy that they may have picked up and just envision them uh, 
balled up in that ball of white light and being cleared. It's as simple as that, you guys. Once you've set that intention that they're cleared, they're reset, and you or you've used one of the other options. Of course, I love the sage, the Palo, or the spray. Those are my top three. Um, and then, like I said, it's good to keep a carnelian close. But uh, you're ready to rock and roll. It doesn't have to be this big, drawn-out process or ceremony. Uh, you can make it as simple or as elaborate as you like. Actually. Yeah, so I'll use the clearing protect protect spray on them when I first use them, or I've done a reading for you know someone, and I'm like, that's achy, 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 achy. Just get off my card. Um, but other than that, I just you know just shuffling them. I consider that clearing and cleaning them. You know, I I am shuffling everything off of them. And right, and you're setting that intention. Yep. So when you set that intention, when you shuffle, absolutely. I mean, that works as well. I mean, it's all about the power of intention. So I, I love that you mentioned that actually. Um, well, I think that's, that's, I mean, but that tends to be most of my work. Uh, intention and action and not really much more is needed. I mean, depending on the situation. But right. if it's, you know, oh, I'm just cleaning my cards, you know, intention and action. Right, right. So then the next thing is, uh, you know, dive right on in. So there's a few ways that you can approach this. Um, you can look at the book because a lot of times the book that comes with the cards will have spreads in them. Right. And so um, a spread is a layout for your cards and the layout tells you where to place the card and what that card means based on where you lay it down. And that is what um, readers refer to as a spread when they have laid the cards down. And I think most, most cards you're going to see, you know, or most decks you're going to see the, the Celtic cross or maybe the wheel of the year and mm -hmm. spread such as that. And a lot of times you get the, you know, just the three card reading, two card reading, one card reading, uh, three card generally being a past, present, future. Yeah. But I mean, it's always fun. Even if you're a seasoned reader, go through and look and see and read because sometimes there's some layouts in there that just like this one new deck I got. Um, they, um, they're like, you got a yes or no question. All right, we got you throw this other card in there. And, you know, depending on where that card lands, you've got a yes or a no. Hmm. I'm like, what? That's cool. So then if you're wanting to know, well, why yes or why no, look at the four cards behind it. Look at the three or four cards behind it. And there's your reason. Oh, now that's right. Right. So I'm like, okay, that I can get behind that. So yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. Like check out the book and see what spreads there are. Cause you can find some really cool ones. I think you different. If no one's ever checked out um, the uh, Tarot for Dummies, oh. I mean, you think of that book as being like, you know, <laughs> it's a book for dummies, you know, that it's just going to be one of those, you know, mass produced, you know, maybe nothing, you know, I'm not going to learn anything from it. It was a really good book. And I, I feel like I learned a lot from that book. I don't have it anymore. But when I did have it, it was an amazing book. Okay. 
So Tarot for Dummies, you'd recommend? Yep. Cool. Okay. And they, they have layouts in there. And they, they use the Rider Weight deck mm -hmm. because most, most decks are based off of that. Um, you know, they'll change up the imagery um, or the colors or different things like that. But most of the depictions are based on, you know, the Rider Weight drawings. And okay, meaning. so let's, let's talk about that for a minute. <laughs> so, um, the difference between Oracle and Tarot cards. Oh, yeah. um, so you're referring to the Rider Waite, which is a traditional Tarot deck that, um, you know, dates back way, way, way. So if you were to look up like the history of the Tarot, you'll see that the deck kind of started back in the 15th century. And then somewhere around, around the 18th century, people started using it for divination. And, uh, you know, Tarot's kind of evolved, but there are, there are two main ones, but the Rider Waite is the primary that a lot of the decks are, uh, that are out now are based on. So when you go looking or shopping for Tarot decks, you will find bukus of different types of Tarot decks. You've got dragons you've got fairies you've got uh fairy tale you've got the um the uh, legend of king arthur which are the ones yeah, are, that our uses. i love those they're so beautiful uh you've got vampires you've got gothic you've got any kind of theme you can think of out there but if it says tarot on the end what that means is it's going to have the same format and the cards are pretty much going to have or do have the exact same meaning the meaning doesn't change what changes right. between all these decks is the the imagery and the pictures correct so the meanings of the cards and a lot of times the pictures are very similar if they're keeping with the imagery um but they are the right or weight that's what they're all based off of so if you have a tarot deck it's basically the same as any other tarot deck. Again, the only thing changing is the theme and the imagery uh, as far as like, is it vampires? Is it, um, you know, skeletons? Is it, I don't know. There's yeah, all kinds they, of They've got cats, but to, but to clarify, yeah. the Rider Waite deck um, actually start, first started being published in 1909. Um and really, you know, just through the years became mainstream. But like you were saying, Tarot in and of itself has been around for centuries. You know, right. that that is an old practice. But the actual, um, the creator of the Rider Waite right. deck. Yeah. That's so, been around since 1909. And that was kind of the uh, the kickoff and the start and from there, you have all kinds. Um, you even have uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, Tarot. I did. I just bought that. Hey, you know, not going to lie. I was at uh, Joanne's Fabric Store. Oh, my gosh. If you are into any type of metaphysical, witch, what have you, Joanne's has got the selection. You never came and looked over at the books that they had over there. No. The other day. But um, no, they have really broken into the whole like 
they've got all the Harry Potter cookbooks. They've got, if you're into the Witcher, they got the Witcher cookbooks and uh, Game of Thrones. Um, But, and on top of that, they've also got um, actual like books of magic spelled, you know, uh, books of shadow over there. Yeah. I mean, it was a really big selection. I was, I was floored. I was shocked at the selection that they had. At a craft store. At a craft (laughs) store of all places. They had several different tarot decks for you to choose. And I think they had Oracle decks up there. How did I miss this? Wow. Okay. Um, Because you were distracted and you didn't listen to me and say, when I said, Umar Gerd, come check this out. Oh, no, I missed it. I know. So many distractions. So, (laughs) swirling again. Uh, Yes. So. The Tarot, it's going to be based off of uh, any more you're going to find. It's going to be based off the Rider Waite. And the Tarot, it has a format. So you have a major arcana and a minor arcana. The major cards um, are all the same. You know, again, the imagery might change and they might change up the wording a little bit, but it's basically going to be um, your your majors and then your minors are broken up into four suites. Uh, or suits, very much like um, a regular deck of cards. Right. <laughs> so you'll have uh, a lot of times you'll see wands, pentacles, cups, and uh, swords. Yeah. And then depending on what kind of deck that you've got and whatever theme they're going with, that can switch up. Uh, it could be, uh, you know, the rods instead of wands or a chalice or uh Anyway, they mix them up, but it's going to be the, the four um, sets of the minor and then your majors. And again, they're pretty much set. So if, if you learn to read a tarot deck, it doesn't matter which one calls to you. If you want it, you fall in love with it. That's the one you're going with. Um, once you learn to read that one, you pretty much can read any tarot deck because again, the meanings are not going to change. Right. No. I mean, once you've learned one deck, you can go through and do any from there on out. And and really, you know, and the one thing they tell you is once you've got the general gist of the cards and what they're saying, from then on out, you're just looking at the imagery and getting, you know, your feel, your intuition, you know, what are you getting from those? So once you have the general idea, meaning behind it, you know, no matter what deck you're going to, okay, what do you feel when you see that card? Cause right. you know, with all the imagery, that's what they're trying to evoke is the, f- the feeling, you know, and put those visions into your head. Right. So what they really want you to do and what the tarot, it, the best, one of the best ways to start working with it and practicing with it is to go through the cards, go through the pictures, look at, what does that picture say to you? What it, what do you intuitively get from it? And that's a great way to start practicing right. um, and, and testing yourself, you know, you know, take one card at a time, go through and write it down. You know, I, you know, I like writing um, or you don't Thank have you. to write down. <laughs> you no, I don't. Yes. And then go look at the book and see how close you were, how accurate you were based off of, you know, the imagery and, and letting it come in and letting your intuition spark up and see how close you got, uh, with the meaning. 
So that's a great way to start tackling the tarot if that's something that you're uh, interested in. I personally don't prefer to use um, tarot. I do like getting red. <laughs> right. With the tarot. I'm not, you know, I'm not against it. I do enjoy getting readings with it. It's just. Uh, they don't speak to you? No, they never really have. I mean, I've had a few tarot decks and I do have one. I actually have, um, I think it's Everyday Witch Tarot. Mm. Yeah, that's the one you had out the other day I saw. Yeah. So uh, that's the one that I have if I decide to randomly it drops in to use tarot cards. Those are the one I'm going for. Um, and I'll use those. But no, they've never really. I've had a few decks and uh, I actually had an elf deck once. It was quite I don't think I saw that. Yeah, it was uh, it was several years ago and it was it had an elf theme to it. And, I, you know, it was kind of on the dark side and um, I definitely didn't realize that when I purchased it, but it was definitely interesting. And I feel like I learned a lot. I did right. go through the book and they actually wrote the book. Um, you know, the tarot tells a story, especially right. if you're going through the major, um, you know, and it starts off with the fool at the beginning of his journey. Right. And, you know, then he goes off and sets off on, on this this path. And that's really what it's um, the theme of running through the tarot. And they took that story and they turned it into this elf story, this journey of this elf. And they wrote it very much like a novel, um, more so than a guidebook. So it really did help me feel like I learned quite a bit uh, more about the tarot by going through it. Right. Kind of stuck because of the story and the way it was written. Um, right. But I would definitely like if I was to go sit down and have somebody read my tarot cards, I could not tell you what they mean. Like, see, I I'm see the cards and be like, oh, you know, I can't read myself from somebody else because I don't know enough about them. I'm familiar, but I couldn't pick out the meanings and I wouldn't want to. I'm familiar with most of the meanings of the tarot. Um, but I, I feel the same way, you know, when you pull out your fairy cards, despite how many years of you using them, you know, and the fact that I owned a deck myself, I never connected with them and I wound up gifting them to someone else. And, you know, it, it's just, I, I, I sit there and I, okay, what does that mean? What's this card? What does that mean? Um, but, you know, when it, when it comes to cards, you're really gifted at seeing the story and telling the story. Mm. Thank you. And, and I think I think that's really where your talents lie is being able to see them and read them in a way that people resonate with. I, I mean, I know I know I do. Um, <laughs> but um <clears throat> No, I, I, I find it interesting because like a lot of times I, I'm not as gifted at reading cards. I can read them, you but can. I don't. Very much can. I, and, and you do give me good readings. <laughs> I, I can read the cards, but how many times have we gone through and I've laid out, I've laid the cards out and then we start having a conversation. 
And then we move on to the next card and it's, oh, well, we've already covered that. And we have another conversation. And then we come upon the next card. I'm like, oh, well, we just talked about that. Right. So the cards are kind of there for me. And it's kind of like a a jumping point. But a lot of times just through talk and communication, oh, well, we've already hit that and covered that. So I I think that they are a tool Mm -hmm. for me that I don't necessarily, they're just there. But, you know, no, just talk to me and and we're going to cover everything that's in here, even though we don't know we are covering it. (laughs) Yeah. So that brings up a a really good point. So we've talked a little bit about um, the tarot. And so next I would like to talk about um, Oracle cards. And kind of start to look at the differences. Um, And I would totally agree. Uh, So Oracle cards are different in the fact that they don't go by any kind of guideline. Every single Oracle deck is going to be different. And it will still have uh, a running theme. Typically, you know, you'll have like I have the fairy deck. Um, and there's all kinds of different Oracle decks out there. So, um, but Oracles, and, and I don't know as far as creation, whether they start with the pictures and the imagery, or if they start with the, the, um, the meanings, and it's probably different for each deck, how they go about developing them, but there's, there's no rules. There's no guidelines. It's. It's whatever that person has been drawn to create um, and probably very intuitively. Right. Guided in the creation. So, and you can have anything, everything. And so when you're doing an Oracle deck, it's not like the Tarot where once you figure out the Tarot, you can read any Tarot deck. It's not going to be like that because every Oracle deck is different. You're going to have to have that book to know (laughs) what that person, you know, that created that deck meant for a particular card to mean. I completely agree with that. Um, I mean, and if you go through and you buy 50 different Oracle decks, you're now going to have to learn all the meanings to, and, and Oracle decks, they can have anywhere, you know, as few as 12 cards all the way up to, you know, they could go as high as, you know, 50, 60, even, you know, was it 75? No, 74 in a tarot deck. I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't remember the exact number either, but I know it was around 70 something. I mean, and and you're looking at having to memorize a lot of meanings. Right. Right. So, um, I, I like it when you can go into different shops and the cards are open and you can see, right. you know, what's in there, look through the book, what are their meanings? Because if it doesn't resonate with you, well, you've probably just wasted money on something that you're never going to use. Right. right. And, and, and sometimes, the, you know, the cards aren't cheap. Right. Oh, and that that just reminded me uh, to mention, you guys, if you find cards, uh, whether they're Oracle or Tarot, at a used bookstore, buy those puppies up. There's nothing saying you have to buy something new. 
Right. Take them home and clear them just like a brand new deck. You can do the same thing with the used deck and even a gifted deck. I'd start with clearing it as well. Um, like we talked about. So, you know, don't be afraid to get the ones that are sitting in that used bookshelf. It's fine. Take them home, clean them. They're still good to use. Um, and that gives you an opportunity to probably play with some different ones and figure out which ones you like better. If you like the traditional tarot or if you like a, a certain Oracle deck you run across, you know, I fell in love with the fairies, been using them for years and years and years. Um, and so the interesting thing for me, and another thing I would recommend doing, especially with the Oracle deck, when you're first getting started with it, after you've cleansed it, just look through the cards one by one. Right. Flip through, look at the pictures. And as you're going through, if certain cards call to you, stand out to you, um, set them aside, pull them out. And those are the ones I'm going to recommend you start with. Look those right. ones up first because there could be some kind of a, a message there for you and the fact that you were drawn to that particular card first. Um, another thing that uh, was actually recommended that I, I have enjoyed and appreciated uh, using, when I started with the Fairies Oracle at the beginning um, of the book, she recommends picking out your favorite card and your least favorite card. Oh. Mm -hmm. And it's been interesting to see how that has changed over time. Right. So my favorite deck or my favorite card and my least favorite card um, from when I first started working with my deck has changed. Um, and it's changed several times, actually. I have several favorites now, but the the card that I loved the most is no longer the card I love the most from when I first started with the deck. So it's, it's just interesting. And, you know, find out what that card means. The one that you like the least, what does it mean? And is there some kind of message there? It could be a starting point for you. And same thing with your, your, the one you liked the most, and then others that were calling to you, what kind of message do they have for you? But it's a fun thing to start with. And then just as you work with the deck and learn the deck, finding out, you know, what it means to you and what, you know, how you changed as you use them and the meanings and, and the shifting. And it's just interesting. I think it was very fascinating for me. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that I took the time to sit down with my deck and get to know it in that way by going through each card and, and picking out the ones that I liked um, and starting with studying those and learning those. But ultimately it just takes time and practice um, when you're working with cards. And again, the imagery is important. Tapping into that intuition is important. Um, what does it mean to you? What does it say to you? And that was really how I developed, uh, you know, my gift and connection with, with the, my cards, especially um, over and over and over and over. I just kept doing readings and kept doing readings. <laughs> but what I found interesting is the more I worked with the cards, the more they spoke to me. Right. They, say that, I mean, they are a tool, just like you said, that opens you 
up and helps you to tap into your natural gifts, your natural talents, and your intuition and that connection. Right. Um, that at the end of the day is what the cards are, whether they're Oracle or Tarot, they're a tool. But the gift is already there inside of you. Right. And um, I, I think that the Spanish cards should get uh, a mention in there because I don't think a lot of people are as familiar with those. And that's something that we've learned to use over the years through our cousin Pam. So. Right. Yeah. So um, you guys will remember Pamela. She started the witch source with us and uh, um, she passed last year, unfortunately. Um, and she was a very, very talented reader. Um, I, she was not wrong often, like in some form or fashion, she was spot on with those cards and she used, uh, a, it's a traditional Spanish playing card deck, right? Yeah, it's the traditional uh, Spanish playing cards. And uh, she was taught by an old Hispanic witch, all of the meanings. And um, those are read in in a really interesting way because you lay out all of the cards when when you're doing those. Yes. And um, then based on, I mean, it involves counting. Like every, you read every seven card and you read them across and down and, you know, then you can read, you know, correlations between, you know, what's around you to this, you know, branching off to the side and, oh, well, you know, well, how's my husband? Well, okay, well, let's go look at this husband card over here and read the cards around him. And then you can, you know, read that and, and you really get um, a full picture of, um, you know, what's going on. Um, yeah. I, I, I will say that some of my most profound, you know, she she was dead on um when i had first gotten with my husband she said oh i don't know if you should be with him you're going to wind up in the hospital and, and, and you know it's going to be bad and you're going to wind up in the hospital and you know she she was really concerned well yeah i wound up in the hospital i had a baby <laughs> and there were circumstances around that baby that you know it was an it was an emergency you know Hey, we need you to get up here and we need to deliver right now. Right. And, um, and you know, so she wasn't wrong. No, she, just she wasn't wasn't wrong. She was not wrong, but um, it, it was a baby. Um, but then, you know, I, I had moved away and I had found out, you know, after I had moved away that I, I was pregnant and she had done a reading about my pregnancy and I think it was her and our other cousin. And I think maybe even you had called me up at the time and like, what are you doing? This is so bad. Oh my gosh. You should have never gotten pregnant. You're going to die. Yeah. I mean, I was every, so that you were going to die. Every, yeah. Yeah. Because when she did readings, I mean, they weren't wrong. And here right. was, but they were saying I was going to die. And I'm like, no, no, you know, she can't be right on this one. No, 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 that's not right. Well, lo and behold, you know, I was in the hospital. Um, I had requested an epidural. I didn't really need the epidural. I just really wanted to go to sleep. I 
labored all night, right. you know, so about six o'clock in the morning, I, I wanted an epidural. And when he came in, he put the epidural in the wrong spot and it wound up stopping my heart. And I woke up about an hour later and the nurse leaning over going, oh, we're so glad you woke up. You know, we had a hard time getting your heart going again. I was like, wait, what? Yep. You died. <laughs> so Just I'm like, that, thankfully. <laughs> I'm like, yep, yeah, nope, I'm never going to live this one down because once mm-hmm. again, she was right. Once again, she was right. Yep. Yeah, the interesting thing about the Spanish cards, they're very detailed into people, places, things, and events. Right. And a lot of times your tarot and oracle cards are not so typically detailed as to who people are and what exactly is going on down to the nitty gritty details. And hers were straight down to the nitty gritty details. You could not hide anything from her and you could not lie your way around it because if it was there, she knew it. Um, Right. So it really is a, it's a, it's a very interesting deck to use. Um, If you guys are interested, check it out. You can probably do some research on uh, Spanish, Spanish Oracle cards or Spanish deck uh, Spanish yeah, Spanish divination. Um, Playing cards. Yeah. The, um, the meanings can be found online. And, and I do recommend, you know, I'm, they like seeing me up at the local Spanish store. I mean, it doesn't help my husband's, you know, Hispanic, even though he doesn't speak. But, you know, we like, you know, the traditional, uh, you know, Hispanic food. So I do go up there and, you know, there are. They're always so super nice. Go into your local Spanish store. The you can buy them. Rather than getting them off Amazon, go support your local store. You know, they they need the help. They need support. And, you know, they they do like seeing white people in there, too. So go up in there. But, yeah, that's where she used to go get her cards when she needed new ones. So, uh, but, yeah. And, you know, we know how to read those. Um, We just don't do that for the public because they are very, she did. (laughs) We don't. Um, Right. (laughs) They are uh, very, very detailed and uh, they reveal a lot of your private personal life. We will say that. Right. (laughs) There's no, you want to know know what's up. You you go with them. (laughs) So uh, I think we talked about the difference a little bit. Uh, Oh, so I did want to say, you know, the more I used my cards, the stronger the connection became with the cards and the stronger my intuition became when reading the cards to where it really turns into more of an intuitive psychic read when I'm doing the cards. Um, They are still a tool for me, but it, it really shifted. And the meanings of the cards shifted for me over time as well. Um, Really? Yes. The cards no longer mean for me what the book says. So if somebody was to take my reading uh, and go refer to their book, they would probably get something totally different than what I'm getting because, again, the more I've used them and worked with them, the meanings have shifted and changed. And that can happen from one reading to the next. So like when I'm doing the live readings on Monday, a card might mean something in one reading and three readings later, the same card, it means something totally different. And that's again where it's, I'm tapped into that psychic intuitive channel and that connection because it opens that up for me. 
Um, and so I highly recommend once you find a deck that you like, that really resonates with you, you connect with, keep using it and use it right. as much often as you can because it's only going to strengthen your intuition and your connection. And you might find that the card meaning shift for you as well. So, and which is actually, I enjoy it. I, I think my readings over time from the beginning to now are, 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 you know, they're just, it's totally different because I've worked with reading cards for years now and the same deck for so many years. Um, now I can pick up a, a deck of cards and read and I can still tap in just from having years and years of experience, tap into even a brand new deck, like the um, Halloween ones that we were playing with the other night. They're yours. Right. Um, but I was told to tell you to shuffle, cut, and lay three cards. And you did. And you were like, what's your question? And I said, I didn't have a question. They wanted to tell me something. Right. And, and then it ended up, I started pulling cards and doing readings um, with the deck. And it's still, you know, the reading readings were still good, still accurate, still there. And um, so if you want to be a reader, you got to read. That's the right. Way. You just got to keep doing it. You got to keep practicing, stay dedicated and keep learning your cards. Um, and it's just going to heighten and enhance uh, your, your talent and your gift. So let's see, did we cover everything? One, we talked about the difference. Um, between Tarot and Oracle. Uh, getting started, so, once you clear and then dive in, go through, get used to them, check them out, look through them. Uh, what, about some of the, what about some of the uh, little uh, tips and hints that typically aren't in the books? Like when cards fall out when you're shuffling. Ah, yes. Okay, so there there's a couple different ways you can shuffle. You can do the traditional like shuffling a regular deck of cards, which is what I do on the lives where you, you know, you use your thumbs and you shuffle them all together and then you bridge them. Um, and you can also do uh, hand over hand shuffling where you're just releasing and shuffling, you know, from one hand into the other. That's just yeah. as good to use. There's nothing wrong with shuffling that way. If that works better for you. And sometimes the cards are too big or too stiff to actually be able to do, uh, you know, the other type of shuffling with the bridge. So it doesn't matter. You can shuffle them either way. Um, but yeah, so sometimes cards come flying out of the deck and those cards are meant for you. They're meant to be read. That's why they come flying out at you. Uh, right. Something to say. So never, uh, you know, don't just discredit them. Don't be like, oh, that flew out and put it back in. Like, no, it wants to talk to you. It has something to say. Um, the other thing um, our cousin Pam used to say, if you're doing the shuffle from hand to hand, um, instead of doing, you know, the shuffle with the, you know, the bridge uh -huh. with your thumb, um, what would she say? Never do it more than seven times. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, she, she would say not to do it more than seven times because the cards go back to where they were. Oh, okay. Well, so. that's, that's a thing if you want to do that. I personally shuffle until it feels right. I've never actually counted. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
oh. that's typically the way I've I've done it. But you know, oh, here's another thing. So each deck is a little different, and that's why I do recommend checking out the book um, and flipping through and reading the front of the book. A lot of times, there's an intro to your cards at the front of the book, and um, you know, start there maybe before you do a read the first time, like when you're looking at the spreads. And I say that only because there are certain decks that want to be shuffled a certain way and have certain requirements. Uh, the Russian gypsy cards like to be shuffled a certain way. Yes, they do. They have a particular fashion in which you shuffle them, in which direction you shuffle them, in which hands you hold them, and right. how many times you shuffle them. Um, yes. But if you guys... The Russian Gypsy cards, they are, they're a very interesting deck, very pretty deck. Um, definitely check those out. We do like to use those uh, when we do our personal readings. Um, and I think the Lenormand, I think, has their own particular way that they also like to be shuffled. Could be wrong on that. I haven't used those in a while, but I think they have... A particular way that they ask for being shuffled um so it's just interesting to just see what they what your cards say at the beginning of the deck if they have any recommendations if you're interested in the uh the russian it, uh cards it's the russian gypsy fortune telling cards and it's by svetlanda Svet, svetlana alexandrovna tushkov I know I am butchering that because I do not speak Russian, but I just pulled my deck out. Um, but they are super, super neat. Um, if you've never had a chance to use those before, the, that is a deck that we like playing with. Yeah, they are very, very cool cards. Um, let's see, there was something else I was going to say other than... Oh, when you lay your hands on top of cards. So say... You know, you wanted to have a client, you know, put their intentions into the card by resting their hands on top of the cards. Mm, yes. So say you pull your hand away and a card sticks. What's that mean? Well, it could mean several things. Now, I know with the Spanish cards, you lay your hands on top of them. You know, the person that is having the reading requested will lay their hands on top of the cards. And if you're... Right. If you're hand the card sticks to your hand when you pull it away it means that you're worried about money <laughs> right i don't think that that's necessarily true for all decks though um but for the spanish cards it that's what that uh that means um let's see there was something else you're, you made me think of when you were saying about uh oh so there are some people that believe you should never let somebody else touch your deck this is true. Uh, I personally don't believe that. I do let, if I'm doing a reading in person, I do want the person to touch my cards um, and put their question, their intention uh, into the cards. And then I tell them to do whatever they feel led to do. I've had people hand them back. I've had people put them on the table. I've had people shuffle them. I've had people cut them. And I tell them, do whatever it is that they feel like they need to do with the cards. But that's the agreement that I have with my cards. So if you are somebody who you feel like your deck doesn't want to be touched by anybody else, that's okay too. But I don't want anybody to feel like that's a hard and fast rule that nobody can touch your deck. 
How do you feel about other people using your cards? Um, <laughs> Cause I know you use my cards all the time. <laughs> um, any of my decks other than the fairies, I have no problem with somebody using. Um, and as far as you, somebody wanting to use my particular fairy cards, mm -hmm. I, I laugh and I chuckle because they, fairies are tricksters. They're, they like to play. They like to play their games. Um, I have a great love and respect for fairies, so we get along just fine. Um, but the thought of somebody else trying to use them makes me chuckle because they're going to play some games. <laughs> So basically yeah. all I can say is good luck. <laughs> I think you, your your cards and I have finally come to an understanding. <laughs> they didn't like me for a long time. I didn't like them. You guys finally worked it out though, I think. We did. In the end. We we get along now. I know uh I've had either you or mom, somebody, even Pam had her own fairy deck at one point. And like you guys would start out using the fairies to read for me so that I could mm -hmm. get a reading in, have a reading done for me. Um, and by the end of it, it was like, no, you just get over in here and do it. You just get over here and read these. Like, right. Give up. Like, no, tried it can't do it your turn you, you just got to get over here and finish this reading for yourself <laughs> I, I, what's the uh one deck of cards you have um that, that you can't find anymore uh the second set of fairies no not the second the um the ones with the hearth and the cauldron the uh crook no the path uh the hidden path is it, is it the hidden path? Oh, you're talking about Raven Grimrossi's deck. Yes. yes I, I love that deck. I love that deck as well. Um, it is out of print and they are extremely expensive. And there are two decks uh, that go with it. Uh, it's the, um, the Well-Worn Path. That's it. Uh-huh. And then I think it's the second deck was the Hidden Path. So it was actually two decks that you could put together, which is what I did once I got both of them, um, which took a couple years and uh, a few hundred dollars. Um, it's it's a wonderful deck, and I love uh, Raven Grimrossi. He was uh, he did a lot of great work. A lot of respect for what he he put out and published. But um, it's a very intriguing deck, and it's uh, it is Wiccan based. Uh, he started out. Wiccan based, uh, but the magic that he weaves in there and the learning of the magic and the deeper, deeper messages, uh, in connecting with your soul and your spirit and your magic along with, uh, the divine is woven into those cards and they, they are very good and they do demand your attention and your respect. I can say that, uh, when working with them and, they're good. They're very yeah. good. They they are. That I think that was the one time I used those. That those were uh, that was one of my better readings. Yeah, they're very good. And I would those are one I would let somebody else 
um, use. Like I said, any other ones in the fairies, I'd be like, yeah, go for it. You know, I, I'm not selfish with my decks, <laughs> you know. So, but no, it's fine if somebody, uh, if you want to share your deck or let somebody else use it, um, you know, or, and again, if you're not okay with somebody touching your deck, that's fine too. I, I've had people handle and use my deck and um, several of the others, and I've never had any issues or trouble with them afterwards. Um, you know, I end up clearing them, you know, I'll spritz them or um, run them through the smoke, but that's just because I feel like sometimes they need a good, a good cleansing. Um, especially as a reader, when I do a lot of readings online during the lives, uh, I like to give them a good spritz before and after and make sure that they're fresh and ready for the next go. Right. So, but there's all kinds of decks. Again, so when working with your Oracle cards, or your tarot cards, you know, I would recommend doing a reading even just weekly, you know, do a, a weekly check-in for yourself, test yourself. Again, I'm going to suggest you write your reading down so that you can remember it and then go back and review. Um, that was a, a thing that uh, I used to do quite frequently, actually. Uh, I went, I, I read all the time now, uh, sometimes daily. I do different readings just for guidance on situations, uh, a feel for the day, um, for the week, for the month. So I use my deck all the time. I totally recommend that you do that. But if you're starting out, you know, you can pull just one card for the day right? You know, and ask what, what do I need to know for the day? Or what is the guidance for the day? Or, um, and just pull a single card and let it, speak to you and try to carry that message with you throughout the day. Um, or you could do it at night. If you're wanting to do some nighttime reflection, pull a card. Um, mm -hmm. But a weekly reading, I think, is a good a good way to start. You can pull five cards, seven cards, or even just three cards, you know, whatever you decide you want to use for the week and um, write it down. And then when you're doing your cards the next week, go back and see where your card's accurate. You know, did something come up? Was the topic relevant? Uh, were you more prepared because you got the information ahead of time? Um, and start testing yourself and testing the cards. Yeah, I know you went uh, you went through and you did a uh, reading for the year for me. Yep. Did a birthday reading for you. Yep. Uh, we went through the entire year. And uh, we just got through March. And like two nights ago, I was like, well, look at that. Spot on for March. I checked every box. <laughs> so that was cool. And now we're uh, coming into April. So I gave you a refresher for what April holds. Right. To be ready for that. So, yeah, we'll see. Definitely that's another thing that uh, a lot of people do. At certain times of the year, you can do a yearly spread. And a good time to do that is uh, on Halloween, of course, if you're a witch, because that's our Samhain is our witchy new year. Um, you can do it on the actual new year, do a, a year spread for yourself and uh, on your birthday. It's a good time to reflect on your past year and the year ahead and do uh, a reading. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's the one I did for you. And, and actually I offer a birthday reading online. You get it as a PDF um, of your, your reading and your spread for the year. 
So, um, or you can do it and it's on there as an option. Uh, I think it's a, a yearly read. Um, and you can say, you know, if it's for your birthday or if you're doing it just like for the new year coming up. So, but, um, yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed <laughs> doing that and then being like, <laughs> it was fun. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So that's and another. I, and Mark, March was spot on. So yeah, it was. To see the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. March was very spot on. Um, but yeah, that's something, another thing that you can do, but I just recommend when you're getting to know your deck, pulling the one card a day is a great thing to do. Give you something to focus on. You'll learn your deck that way. Um, and it'll give you your message for the day. And then also doing a weekly and then just see, test yourself, but really go through and look at the images on the cards intuitively. What calls to you? What, what are you getting just from sitting with the card and looking at the card and then go check and see where you write based on what the book said. Right. That's a great way to get started with them. So hopefully we have given you, uh, along with a lot of extra information and side conversations, which we are great for, uh, information that you find helpful and useful in getting started with your new Oracle or Tarot deck. Um, or any other type of deck that you might be checking out. Uh, we hope you have fun with it. Uh, let it let it talk to you. Let it speak to you. Stay open to all the possibilities and, and stay open to your intuition. And um, again, the more you say yes to it, the more you trust it, the more you believe in it, the stronger it gets. And uh, yeah. it'll definitely help you tap into that. Definitely at the end of it, like we say with everything, make it your own. Yes. Yes, exactly. If you've got a favorite spread you want to use, use it. You know, if, if you find a new spread and, you know, if you find a spread in one book and, but you have a totally different deck you want to use with that spread, go for it. Um, you can find spreads all over Pinterest, all over the internet. Um, and you can put any deck, whether it's Oracle or Tarot with any spread, if that's the way you want to go. I personally don't use spreads. Um, I will, if I have a particular one in mind, but when I do my fairy cards, my layouts are intuitively led. So okay. wherever the cards fall, that's where they fall. And I don't know what they mean based on where they fall. You know, that's what a spread or a layout tells you is this card means the past. This card means the present. Right. This card means the future. When I use my fairy cards, I don't use a spread and every layout can be totally different. Now I do a three card lay when I do the lives. That's the agreement I have with my card to deliver the message when going through so many live readings um, on Mondays. And then I do a one card pull um, with the on Friday. So, and that's, you know, a lot shorter uh, fun thing. But when I do private readings, uh, it's all intuitively led. The cards lay out where they want to lay out. The spreads sometimes are shockingly uh, in line with, you know, uh, there was one private reading I was doing and I, you know, I never met this person, did not know what their question was, but the cards laid out and it was a house. Mm. She was asking about her house. They were building a house and she was asking oh, wow. about building her house, but the cards wanted to be laid out 
in the shape of a house. And I had no idea that's what she was asking about. And so she was blown away by the fact that I laid a house out. And it was funny because I said, I feel like I'm supposed to put a chimney up here on this right side. I said, but it feels like it's disconnected. And she Uh said, oh my gosh, there was a chimney on the right side of the house. We took it off. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So again, it's a tool that helps me totally tap in. But they decided where they wanted to be laid. They came out as a house. Sometimes it's a star. Sometimes it's, it it could be anything, anything. Um, I've laid out almost the entire deck, stood up on a chair and looked down at the table and saw a lion's face. Oh, we did that once before when we were reading someone and it wound up being, um, when we stood up on the chair and looked down, it was, uh, the Masonic eye, the all knowing, all seeing eye. Yes, that's right. It was the Masonic eye, the all seeing eye. But when you're sitting there at the table, laying the cards out, you, I, we couldn't see. Right. And it has a triangle around it and the eye in the center. Yes. And they are so specific with where they want to be, what, how they are touching each other. I mean, I'm telling you guys, these, the cards speak to me and they are very specific and I can't see it when I'm laying it. But when I take a step back and we're finished and they're done and they're happy with their placement and all the cards that are meant to be on the table are on the table, cool stuff has come out. I mean, just some really cool stuff. It is. And I find it interesting that like when you lay cards and, you know, I'm watching you when you're doing intuitive spread, I'm like, oh, she's going to put one over here and she's going to put one over there. And sure enough, you do. And, you know, that's that's what wound up happening that night when uh, you did the the all seeing eye. And I'm like, no, no, you were supposed to put a card right here, but you didn't put one right here. And you're like, oh, okay. So, I mean, together, by the time everything was done, you know, we're standing up and we're like, oh, wow, look at that. But then the entire reading, every like uh, yesterday, I was over at your house, uh, not yesterday, um, Sunday, and you kept laying out all these cards, and I kept moving things aside because I'm like, no, 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 she hasn't laid the final card yet. No, 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 she hasn't laid the final card yet. And finally, I'm like, you, you didn't put the card down that you were supposed to. And you're, I haven't gotten that far yet. Well, go try here and it goes sideways. And by the time you laid that card, it was, oh, my God. The whole reading, you're looking at everything going, oh, this is huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was huge. And, again, the placement is all over the place. Um, right. That, that one was, and no, I wasn't done because I kept getting three and then a fourth and then three and then a fourth. And I was like, okay, you guys got to slow down and tell me what you want. And then it was the three. And then it was like, then you, that's for the point before I could get to the fourth of where the fourth card is supposed to be. You're like, you're supposed to put one right here. And I'm like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> and like, it's got to go on its side. It's got to go on its side. But yeah, but I mean, the layout ended up being incredibly relevant to the reading and at the time of laying them didn't realize it but again once all the cards were laid on the table take a step back like wow yeah that's huge and that is entirely relevant you know to what we're reading and what's going on so trusting that intuition leaving that channel open uh, Mm -hmm. letting 
the intuition and the connection and the guidance guide you. Um, that's been really, really big for me. Again, it's taken years of reading, but that's not to say you can't pick it up as a new person very quickly. It all depends right. on how much you trust yourself, you trust your intuition and your connection. Uh, you might be picking up running and reading in no time and be great at it, um, you know, and doing intuitive spreads, you know, lays rather than using a spread. But if you're just starting out and you're more comfortable doing spreads, do the spreads. I started that way. I started with, you know, what's the book say? You know, there's, right. no, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and again, the more you work with them and, and let them speak to you, they will. Most definitely. And that's like the Celtic cross. That's one of the oldest, uh, most well-known spreads that there are, uh, that there is. And uh, I've switched it up. Right. I made it my own. I switched up the meaning of the, the layout. I still use the layout. Uh, it's very similar to uh, the meanings. Um, but I changed it up to make it fit what I felt was more helpful and relevant to me. So that's now the Celtic cross that I use. So make, make it your own, have fun. Uh, but yeah, see where it takes you. It's a fun journey. And if you never start, you'll never learn. So True. just getting started. Exactly. All right, you guys, I think that's us for tonight. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, you can follow along and join us. We are on Facebook, The Witch Source, and we have a Facebook group. We'd love to have you in. It's a great place to ask questions, get help. Um, even if you're starting out reading, if you have questions and stuff we didn't cover and more questions that come up, uh, you know, anything, get in the group, ask the question. We'd love to help you. It's The Witch Source Society on Facebook. We are also on YouTube. You can find videos there, uh, live readings on Mondays. I'm there. Uh, we've got spell videos if you're interested. Um, I've got those up and posted. So check out the different playlists available. Uh, again, The Witch Source, we're on YouTube. We'd love it if you'd subscribe. And wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, we hope you'll subscribe and leave a review so others can find us. We really appreciate it. And we love hearing from you. We love your feedback. We love to hear your questions, your thoughts, your ideas, uh, comments, stories, um, anything. You can email us. The email address is thewitchsource at gmail.com. Um, hopefully, we're trying to build a uh, listener question and answer episode because I've got some building up. So if you guys have questions, um, I, we'd love to hear them. And just let me know if I have permission to use your question. Um, and if you want your name uh, mentioned or if you'd like to stay anonymous, that's fine too. Right. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So reach out. We appreciate um all of you. And don't forget, you can get uh, private readings and we've got lots of cool stuff, you guys, in the shop. So go yes, check out. Uh, it's witchsource.com. Um, we also have some blog posts up there uh, to help uh, with your magic. I'm trying to, we're working on getting more information <laughs> on your magical journey. Um, but yeah, check it out. Let us know what you think. We love to hear from you. And uh, as always, Stay magical because it's so important. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Have a great night and uh, or wherever, whenever you're listening. And we will chat at you guys next week. <laughs> All right. Bye.